Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Because first you need someone to lead. You got to execute. Everybody had the idea for Uber, but nobody executed on it, right? So it's the same thing. You have the best idea, but if you have no plan to make it happen, then you're going to have issues. Best ever listeners, I'm proud to announce many masterminds as a component of this year's best ever conference. This year's best ever conference is virtual. So we've added something that we've never done before. And I'm confident you're going to get a lot of value from it. When you join the best ever conference, you will be thoughtfully placed into a mini mastermind group. And to give you an idea of what these mini masterminds are, it's going to be about six to eight people, fellow best ever attendees. And if you've attended the best ever conference, you know that the quality of attendees is very high. And we have experienced investors who are also good people. I'm sure there's some bad people out there, but I've never come across them at the conference. They're people who want to help and people who want to network and people who are successful already in commercial real estate. So you'll want to be a part of these mini masterminds. And in these mini masterminds, we're going to thoughtfully place you in a group with other attendees. And you're going to have different meetings virtually with them. And we're going to help facilitate those meetings. So they're going to be all around a topic, and each of the masterminds will have a different topic. For example, one mastermind, you'll talk about what resources, relationships, investments, etc. have made the biggest difference in your life, and what do you think you're missing for that next big life change or that next big milestone in business. So we're going to prompt your mini mastermind group with a topic, and then you all will discuss And we'll do that for seven mini mastermind sessions. So you're going to get to know other attendees really well. And you're going to get the maximum amount of networking opportunities to go deep with people. Because ultimately what I found out is the more people I know is beneficial. But what really moves the needle on business is going deep with a select number of people and really establishing substantive relationships with them. So go to BEC2021.com, sign up for the Best Ever Conference, get thoughtfully placed in the mini mastermind group as a result of that. Mini masterminds are going to start November 1st 
And when you sign up now, you're going to lock in the best price because prices go up each week. And on top of this, I'm going to give you a code so that you can get 10% off. And that is MYBEC10. So when you sign up at BEC2021.com, put in the code MYMYBEC10, the number 10, and you'll get an additional 10% off. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Robert Martinez. Robert, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you, Theo? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well and looking forward to our conversation. So before we get into that conversation, though, let's go over Robert's background. So he's a full-time real estate investor, syndicator, and manager at Rockstar Capital. He has 13 years of real estate investing experience. Rockstar Capital's portfolio currently consists of 21 communities across 3,762 units. He is based in Houston, Texas, and you can say hi to him at rockstar-capital.com. So Robert, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, so I got started in real estate in 2007, but prior to that, I had no real estate background whatsoever. I grew up in deep South Texas, like a border town close to Mexico, United States. Went to school at Texas University, and I thought I was going to be an engineer when I got out of school. And what happened was I got a sales role within a company that makes engineer products. So I started going out to the ship channel and to the engineering houses and studying my company's product. And what happened to me is a lot like what happens to a lot of people in corporate America. They monkey with your commission plan. They monkey with your territory. They bleed you when you're working really hard. You're trying to plant roots and seeds today so that you can harvest them tomorrow and for years to come. And that's not how corporate America works, right? You want to make here. Instead, corporate America wants you to make down here somewhere plus or minus $10,000. So I got very disgruntled, I guess, by that. And I wasn't motivated. So when I was, should have been out there looking for a new business for my company, I was out there trying to educate myself. And I stumbled upon a real estate radio show. I listened to it for the better part of two years before I actually went to that real estate club to learn. And once I went to that club, it literally was like that matrix moment with Morpheus and Neo where you see the red pill, blue pill. You take the red pill and you're going to go back to your reality. You take the blue pill and you're like, wow. It's like you see this whole other world that you never knew existed. And you didn't know it existed because mom and dad didn't teach you right? Donald Trump's kids knew about this stuff, right? Or people that are in the real estate market. But the everyday Joe, he didn't know that because if his mom and dad didn't teach him to it, they didn't learn it. Thankfully, I believed in mentorship. I believed in educating myself. I went through the process. I went through the program and I got to understand the basics of what it was to run a apartment complex. With a partner, I got started in 07. Together, we ran 2,000 units. I was the COO of the company. And after 2011, we separated. I started Rockstar Capital in 2011. Since then, we've gone on to purchase 22 communities. We own 21 today. Just under 3,800 units, asset value under 400 million. I'm a two-time city owner of the year. I'm a two-time national owner of the year. And our claim to fame is that we pull a tremendous amount of equity out of our communities. We've been able to pull out 12, 100% 
cash out refinance events since 2011. And we've won 17 city, state and national apartment association awards in that time. Wow. So thanks for sharing that. A lot of things in your background I'd like to focus on. So yeah. I definitely want to talk about the 12 100% cash refi events. Before we get to that, it'd be nice to kind of go back in time a little bit because I know a lot of people love the origin story. So you kind of mentioned up to the point where you took the red pill, you were all in on real estate, you decided to pursue apartments with a business partner. Mm. So maybe kind of walk us through, I don't get super detailed, but maybe walk us through why you selected that partner, why you selected apartments, and then maybe a little bit of information on a first syndication deal, where the money came from, how the duties were split, things like that. Sure. So I chose a partner because I didn't know any better. I was scared. I believed in fear. And in fear, it was false evidence appearing real. I didn't think I could do it alone. I wish then I know now what I know is that I could have done it alone. Financing was available and I would have done a lot better for myself. You talked about fees. He was the syndicator in those first three years. I was the operating arm. So I didn't get any additional fees. I got the return on my equity. That's what I got. I worked for it. He was the syndicator. He put the deals together. So he got those deals. And then we ran 2000 units. I ran deals through the recession because of my sales background. I was able to get us to survive the recession. I was able to teach my staff how to sell and ask the basic questions and how to compete against everyday other people. And when we got started, we're dealing with C-class deals, right? Because that's where everybody gets started typically when you first get started in apartment deals. So it was me against them. It was my sales team versus their sales team. And we won during that time. We did three 100% refinance events that I don't take credit for, but I was the operating arm. I was leading the sales force and we had a falling out because what happens in this, if you don't have it clearly defined, and I thought we had an agreement, if you don't have it clearly defined on what everybody's roles are going to be, then it starts to go bad. We had an agreement, an agreement that he broke. And when I realized that I couldn't trust that guy, I don't want to be in business with you. So we had a parting of ways. And when I started Rockstar, I didn't have a business partner. I did it by myself. I took the lessons and the experiences that I was able to gain during that time to begin the company. Okay. So how many deals had you done up to that point with that business partner before that falling? So he and I did 10 deals or right around 2000 units, all C class, B class deals. At that point, you're talking 2008, 2011. So I think we were looking at deals that were in the 30,000 to 40 some thousand dollar range per unit. And then once that happened, what happened to those 10 deals? My understanding is some of them still exist. Many of them were sold already. He is not as large as we are today. They're still around. I don't have ownership in any of those deals. The deals that I had ownership in have sold already. Okay. So then let's transition to Rockstar. So you had obviously a lot of experience from those 10 deals you had done. Let's just start with the money raising aspect. So how did you get the money for these deals starting with Rockstar? Well, within that real estate club, I already had developed a name. I was co-owner of that previous company. So people knew who I was through the different events that they would have. So for me in that very first deal, I already had a track record. I'm a little bit different advantage, right? Because I wasn't the syndicator in those first three deals, but I was the guy running the show. So when we'd have presentations, I am there answering questions. I am there shaking hands and kissing babies. So when I finally did my first syndication deal, the money came in pretty quickly. It was only a million and a half dollar equity raise. We bought it in 2010. It paid 24000 a door for it. It's crazy. 1984 deal. Raised $1.5 million. We refinanced it twice since then. We've returned 400% back to the investors. It's probably worth another three to 400% in terms of unrealized equity, but we're in a CMBS loan. So I need a few more years for it to end and then we can pull the cash out again. Okay. Let's focus on that because I'm sure that's what most people want to hear about. So the best way to go about doing this is to give us an example deal sure. that you were able to do the refinance on. So let's just 
pick a deal you've done it on, the first deal, the last deal, whichever you choose, sure. and walk us through the numbers and how the whole process worked, like how you were able to do it. Sure. So as you know, where you do this long enough, your model changes, your fee structure changes. Early on, I had a 10% promote. So of that $1.5 million, I would take a 10% override is what I called it, an override of the profits of that. I didn't charge any acquisition fees. There were no additional other fees. It was a 5% management fee. That was 3% on the property management and 2% on the asset management. Then we would go in, we would raise the capital and then we would do a renovation. I'm very big on replacing all the air conditions day one. That's a lesson that I learned from those first three years in the business because the key to successful real estate investing is heads and beds and you want people to renew. So you make your money when people renew, not when they move in. Because as you know, when people move in, you're spending a lot of money. You have vacancy loss, you have make ready expenses, you have marketing expenses, you have a wide variety of expenses for that unit. But if they stay, typically they will absorb a rent bump, a nuisance bump, what we like to call it. And they stick around, which means that you don't have any expenses against it. So my whole goal is what can I do to keep them to renew again and again with us? Number one thing was air conditions. The number one maintenance headache that any apartment has is the air condition. And the number one reason why people move out is maintenance. So if you replace the air condition, especially here in Houston, Texas today, it's like 97 degrees. It's hot. And it's going to be like that all summer long, probably through November. So if you can replace that one issue and you create a basic service and focus on the basic services, then people are going to stick around longer. So air conditions was a big deal. Then we go do our other renovations. We improve the exterior. We'll add hardy plank patios so that it has a fresh, clean look. We'll repaint. We'll update the interiors. We'll put forward planking down. It's the same business model everybody has, but we also like to do is focus on reviews. We didn't do that then. This was an evolution as times go on is that people find you online. So it's really important to make sure that you're controlling the narrative and the right story is out there. So we don't want the story written by somebody who's being evicted because they can't pay rent or somebody who's not following community policies. We want to be written by people who are moving in because typically they're happy, right? So we focus a lot on reviews and then we focus on making sure that all of our basic services are right there in line and they're consistent. I appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit more about the reviews. So what specifically are you doing to get those people who are renewing to do reviews? Like, is it just happening naturally or is there some sort of proactive effort on the part of you and your team? Well, for sure, because first you need someone to lead. You got to execute. Everybody had the idea for Uber, but nobody executed on it, right? So it's the same thing. You have the best idea, but if you have no plan to make it happen, then you're going to have issues. Reviews were very scary for us in the beginning. Like a lot of people, I would go to apartmentratings.com. I'd go to Google and I would see these negative reviews and they were very scared. I literally would feel like an ostrich with my head in the sand. I didn't want to see it. I ignored it. And I got a chance to visit with Gary Vaynerchuk a couple of times. And he kind of said a couple of things that made me focus on brand focus on reputation and help me understand that, man, I'm letting somebody control my narrative. So what we do is we told the staff not to be afraid of these reviews, to go out there and solicit the reviews. Every time that somebody is there and they're moving in, ask them for the review. If you just ask for it, people are probably going to want to give it to you. So that's what we did. And we started to build our reputation. Today, per apartmentratings.com, 16 of our 21 sites are ranked in the top 250 in the country. There's 130,000 communities. I've got 16 sites in the top 250. In the top 10, I've got six sites because this has been part of our business model. This is something that's a part of our foundational success. We spend a lot of money on the websites. We spend a lot of money on video, but they're still going to go back and read the reviews because that's what people do. They don't want to make a decision on their own. They want to feel safe. 
It's a little bit of a herd mentality. When you go to Best Buy and you want to buy a TV or a camera or something, you probably don't know which one to pick. So you ask the sales guy, he'll tell you everybody's buying this one or buying that model. You'll go to Amazon, you'll plug in the model, you'll then see other reviews there, and then that's how you make your choice. So it's no different for apartments. We just got to make sure that we control the narrative and the best story is out there. Appreciate you sharing that. So of all of the 12 cash out refinances you've done, <laughs> on average, how soon after you've acquired the property, are you doing these? Well, it's definitely changed because in the early years and back in 08 and 2011 and 2013, we could do those in a 24 to 36 month cycle. It was that good. But as everything gets more expensive and the cap rates get a little tighter and there's more competition, it's now pushing out to three years or four years. So we're able to get the cash out. It's just taking a little bit longer now. Certainly now with COVID-19 happening, everybody's budget can be a little bit off and the investor sentiment is off. The economic outlook is off. It may take a little bit longer, but if you just follow the model, it's going to be fine. But today we're looking at probably between 36 and 48 months. Okay, Robert, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Man, you got to go big or go home. I bought a deal that was 51 units. We're dipping our toe into the class A market. I bought it in Midtown, which is just outside of downtown Houston, very hot area, very trendy area. And I thought it's 51 units. I can control that. I'll be okay. But what I didn't understand is that any blip, my occupancy moves. So as they were building a lot of new properties in the area, we were getting dwarfed out. These properties are coming up. They're leasing up. They have every amenity in the world. I got 51 units. I got a small pool and I have a executive style fitness center. When I did underwriting on that deal, it was $100 a barrel here in Houston for oil. When we closed the deal, it was $60 a barrel in oil. And when Christmas that year, after we bought the deal, it was $30 a barrel in oil. So we really went into a gunfight with a knife. And we had to get better. If I had had marketing dollars, if I had bigger budget, I could have done better on that deal. But what I did learn, I learned websites because you have to fight against them. We didn't have any websites. I learned websites. I learned reviews are very important. That was one of the first properties that we got that was ranked really high. That probably was ranked in the top 1% in the country for resident satisfaction every year that we owned it. But it was one of those necessities, the mother of invention. We had to survive. But what if I would have had 300 units, 400 units? I would have had more marketing dollars. I wasn't able to have more budget to pay for a better manager in the chair because that person sitting in the chair is running a multi, multi-million dollar deal. You've got to make sure you have the right person in that chair. And if I'm paying $40,000 a year or I'm paying $80,000 a year for the manager, you're going to get a different performance. And I realized that. So as we move forward, we're focusing on larger deals because more units gives you more ammo. It gives you more options. Do you mind, before we go on the lightning round, just elaborating a little bit on the website? We had a website. It's funny, right? Because I had no websites. My marketing budget consisted of pretty flags, banners, and color on the outside of the property. We did a lot of resident referral. We did a lot of advertising and different periodicals, but we had no social media presence whatsoever. We had no website presence whatsoever. We had to learn that. And I learned it on the fly. That's how I discovered Gary Vaynerchuk was trying to learn from mentors like that and going to visit Gary a couple of times and understanding what I needed to do to separate from the pack. Our websites had no teeth to them. They were just basically a shell. It was a pretty picture, a couple of links, and that was it. I didn't understand SEO. I had to educate myself. I self-educated myself, but I also brought in people into my company that were where I wanted to be. I brought in somebody that was working at another company, and they were, she was running 10,000 units. 
and I had to pay for that person, right? They came out of my pocket, but I had to learn that. I had to go through the process of understanding where we were weak. Together, we learned social media. We learned Facebook ads. We learned Instagram. Today, we have a guy that focuses nothing but Google ads, like the SEO, the keyword placement. It's just things that we didn't even look at before. We've got a complete team where three years ago, I had nobody on the marketing team. Today, I've got seven people on the marketing team because I realized how important leads are. I recognize how important follow-up is. We have a 24-7 call center now, so we never miss a call. It's not just like an answering service that you pay 90 bucks for a month. It's a live breathing person that has access to your property management software that can schedule the appointments for you. So it's just been an evolution for us. And then what would be one thing you would recommend someone do to improve their branding when they obviously don't have as big of a budget as you to hire a full team and 24-7 ads and one guy who's doing Google ads and things like that? The one thing they should do today. If you don't understand that it's all about the phone, then you're dead in the water. You deserve to go out of business. You've got to immerse yourself. You can go to YouTube, you can go to Google and you can educate yourself. Before I brought anybody in, before I actually had to take money out of my pocket and do that, I spent money on myself. I invested in myself first before I invested in anybody. When they brought them in, they didn't have social media experience. I had the social media experience. I learned how to do a Facebook ad. I learned that by watching Gary. I learned it by, by self-teaching yourself. So you've got to be a little innovative, right? Because every day somebody's trying to put you out of business. One of the key takeaways from meeting Gary was he said, come up with a way to put yourself out of business. And I remember when he said that to me, I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, find a way to put yourself out of business before somebody else does it to you first. And that makes sense. Because if you don't try to find your weakness, someone's going to exploit it. And you don't have a chance to develop a defense against it. And that's what I did. I realized that we had no brand. We had no reputation. Our properties were unknown. During a pandemic, you survived during COVID-19 if you were still online 24-7. Right now, during COVID-19, a lot of people saw occupancies go down. Our occupancies went up. Last year, 7% of our total leases were through our website only, meaning that they didn't come into the office whatsoever. They did the employment screening online. They did the resident verification online. They took the tour online. We spent a lot of money for virtual reality tours where they can go room to room to room, click different buttons. It'll send them to a different part of the property. They can see the amenities. Today, that's over 30% today. We actually have more completed applications today, year to date than we did last year. Yet our lead count is down. How that happened? Because we were online. We were live 24 seven. When the rest of the world was shutting down, our offices were still open virtually. That's what I'm talking about. Being able to plan ahead and think about when times are not going to be so good. That's being a wartime general. There's a lot of peacetime generals out there that thought that the world was going to continue to keep going and the harbor was going to stay full and all boats were going to float. But the wartime generals had been through the recession. They're thinking about when times are tough, what can I do to prepare for it? That's some of the things that we did. I really appreciate that. That was really solid advice. And one more time, find a way to put yourself out of business and then... Yeah, find a way to put yourself out of business and then develop a defense against it. So what is your weakness? And he is very big on doubling down on your strengths and hiring your weakness. Because you're getting started, right? I mean, I have 4,000 units today, but I started with a 118 unit property all by myself. It was me, the property manager, and two maintenance guys outside. And today I got 4,000 units. So that means I wore every single hat. I wore the underwriting hat. I wore the operator hat. I wore the owner hat. I wore the investor hat. I wore them all. And today I now have people there. So what we've done is I focus on what I'm good at, double down on that and systematically start to hire your weaknesses. And marketing was a weakness for us when I realized that we weren't able to to stay alive and fight against better competition because they have social media presence because they're buying your keywords up. You have to understand, hey, I don't understand this. I need to go bring somebody in here that does so we don't die. So again, 
find a way to put yourself out of business and then develop a defense against it. Perfect. Okay. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Mm-hmm. Perfect. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Here's the problem with virtual events. You don't get to connect with others in the way that you would for in-person events. So with this year's best ever conference, it is virtual and we're fixing that problem. We are introducing many masterminds where you're going to get to know six to eight real estate investors who are accomplished and who will help you and you will help them grow each other's business. Go to BEC2021.com, sign up for the best ever conference and enter the code MYBEC10 and you'll get a 10% off on top of the lowest price which is today because the prices go up each week. BEC2021.com. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? I'm embarrassed to say, right? I think I told you, I just got y'all's book. I'm not a big reader. I'm more of a guy that likes to sit in the car or sit on my computer with my AirPods in. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to everything Gary spits out because he gives out some amazing information for free. And if you're a good business guy, you understand how your business works. You can identify, you can take those lessons from them. So Mm -hmm. I love the Gary Vaynerchuk podcast. I love Grant Cardone's podcast. When I need a little jolt of energy, I need to feel like I can run through that wall. I'm going to go listen to Grant. But if I need some real sage business advice on how I can implement and make my company better, I go and I follow those guys. And that's all I need right now. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I do it over again because I believe there are some things that will never go away. Your need for food, your need for water and air, and you got to have a roof over your head. And I think if you focus on a business that services one of those items, you're going to be okay. I would do multifamily all over again. I just would probably do it differently. Do you mind telling us about a deal that you lost the most money on? How much did you lose and what lesson did you learn? I'm very fortunate. I've never lost money on a real estate deal. And for those of you that are struggling right now, I've been in deals that were struggling during the recession that looked like, man, we're never going to get out of this. But you never lose money until the day you sell. So just find out a way to keep it going because when it's bad, it's bad. But if you're running through hell, you don't stop. You keep going. You want to get out on the other side. So I've been very fortunate. I've gone through my ups and downs of deals, but I've never lost a deal. I've never lost money in a deal. Now, did I make less money on a deal? Sure. That 51-unit deal. I had delusions of grandeur. I was going to pull another 100% equity out. And it didn't happen. In the end, we wound up with 27%, which is around 8.5% annualized return. Not the best return, by far the lowest return, but the lessons I learned from that deal were amazing. I learned social media because of that deal. I had to go see Gary Vaynerchuk because of that deal. I learned resident reviews because of that deal. That deal created our whole marketing team later on because I realized I bought a deal and I didn't understand how to stand out above the noise. That deal forced me to learn how to do it. And I learned two of 51 units, man, you need to be looking at 351 units, 451 units. You need more size. More doors is better for you. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I think there's two ways I want to make sure that I give back and I'm remembered for. What I've done for my team and what I've done for the community. Internally, I'm very big on trying to help my team out. I'm in a position where I can help, and I know that. I'm in a position where they'll take advice, they'll listen to me, and it's mentorship. 
So I try to give everybody 51% of relationship. I say, how can I help you? What is it you're trying to do? Where are you struggling at right now? Let me see what I can do. Because really all it is is just a little bit of knowledge. Somebody wants to buy their first car, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know where to go. They need some help on their credit. You give them some advice. You tell them where to go. They want to buy their first house. You help them get out of debt. You help them save money. You give them advice and they start to listen to you. So I don't do it for them, but I give them the advice. Here in the company, I told everybody that I want to see you get your real estate career started while you're working with me. So if you will put $5,000 in any of my deals, I will match you $5,000. That is better than any 401k. That is better than anything because they will learn what real estate advantages are. They'll learn cash flow. They'll learn appreciation. They'll learn the tax benefits. And I want to be that guy that teaches them. So that's a standing offer I have within my company. For the community, I try to do as much as I can. There's little stuff like the back-to-school events and working with the local apartment association. But my mom got hit by breast cancer back in 2016, and it was a very scary thing for me, and I didn't know what it meant. I had to educate myself on it. And I realized how easy and preventable it is with just raising awareness. One in seven women will get breast cancer in their lifetime, but it's like 90% curable, preventable if you get it early and you get the proper treatment. So we started a breast cancer walk back in 2016. We've done four years now of that. And I'm really proud of how much money we've raised for Susan G. Coleman to raise breast cancer awareness. We've done for families of our residents here where we help sponsor screenings. We've done financial assistance, but I just always go back at what I want to be remembered at. I don't want to live in regret. I want to make sure that I've done everything I needed to do business-wise, everything I need to do for my children to become the best mentor and the best father I can be for them and for my team to let them know that they had someone that cared about them and that gave them a head start somewhere where maybe if they hadn't met me, they would be in a different position. Wow. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? That's a great question. So I'm really focused on social media right now. You can find me on LinkedIn at Robert Martinez. I produce a lot of free content on Instagram. I'm out there at Apartment Rockstar and I have a personal brand page theapartmentroster.com. You can find out all of our live events. You can find out our coaching. You can see a lot of free videos. I even have a comic book on there. There's a lot of free content to learn from me, but you can go to theapartmentroster.com and you can find me there. Awesome, Robert. I really enjoyed this conversation. You have a lot of knowledge and you gave us a lot of knowledge in this episode. Definitely worth re-listening for sure. Just a, a couple of, again, a lot of takeaways here, but a couple of the biggest ones, at least for me personally, was first of all, when you talked about making the money when you renew, I thought that was really powerful. It's so obvious, right? But I don't think a lot of people think about it that Mm -hmm. way. And you talked about, obviously, if you've got people staying, resigning their lease, you're automatically knocking down your vacancy loss, your make ready expenses, your marketing costs, and you're still getting that rent bump, right? So when you look at a T12, you'll see there's a pretty big make ready expense. It's a pretty big vacancy expense. It's a pretty big marketing expense. So being able to knock that down is huge. Every dollar saved increases the value of the property at an even greater amount. So I really like that you said that. You gave us examples of things that you do in order to promote that. And the biggest one you said was replacing all the AC units from day one. I'm sure anyone who's ever lived in a hot climate can understand how annoying it is when your AC goes out for sure. So I bet that helps a ton. You gave us a few other examples. Another huge takeaway was your focus on reviews. And I hope I wrote this down right, but you said 16 of your 21 sites are in the top 250 in the country for reviews, and then six are in the top 50, right? That's correct, on apartmentratings.com. On apartmentratings.com. And obviously, getting people to renew is huge here, but you've said that really all you've done is just whenever staff are interacting with residents, so whenever someone's signing a lease or someone is going to renew a lease, you simply ask them to sign a review. And you mentioned the reason why reviews are so powerful is because that kind of herd mentality and people are going to make their choices based off of what other people have already decided, right? So they hate your apartment, then they're not going to go there. If they love your apartment, then they're more likely to go there. 
So I appreciated that. And then you also went over your best ever advice, which was to go big or go home. Yeah. And I've talked about this before in syndication school, but when you're doing these apartment deals and you in that medium range, in your case, this 51 unit deal, which obviously ended up working out, but you've got these bigger communities around you that have all the amenities on site, you're gonna have a harder time attracting residents. Plus, you're gonna have less money to spend on things like you mentioned, marketing and a manager. So when you're dealing with apartments, the bigger, the better, because you're gonna have more economies of scale. And then lastly, you talked about the Gary V code of find a way to put yourself out of business and then develop a defense against that. But that was very, very powerful advice. And I'm sure you could do a whole book <laughs> yeah. talking about different tips and steps for doing that. So again, those are just some of the few biggest things I took away. A lot more really solid advice in this episode. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Best of the listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks so much for being on the show.